Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Moral Compass Podcast. I'm your host, John Frazier. First, let me start with the legal disclaimer. The opinions of this show, myself, and any of my guests are just that, opinions. So, we hold no legal liability or responsibility if you choose to act upon our opinions. In basis, just don't sue me or the show. Also, I give no authorization to use my likeness or my audio in any way, any form, to be duplicated, reproduced, or turned into any sort of other media. Simply put, I don't want to be turned into a meme and taken out of context. So, without express written consent, which I do not at the moment give for any duplication of this podcast in any form. Okay. I wasn't even sure if I was going to record this week. At first, I, I, I wasn't. Um, I don't know how much um, some of you might be watching my episode. I haven't prepped at all. As you can see, I've totally left my phones on and everything else. Um, and just realized it's Time to take my medication. Um, anywho, so excuse me. If you watched any of my recent releases from TikTok or uh, Clapper or anything of that nature, and you've followed my links here, um, you'll probably know that I've had kind of a rough week and a half. And... A 60-second video really can't explain a whole lot. Uh, first and foremost, I would like to say that I am okay. Uh, you really don't have to worry about me. I was just having a really kind of tough and bad week, and it kind of all culminated with a really crappy day for no particular reason at all. Excuse me. Um... It is what it is, but I am okay. Uh, you don't have to worry about me doing anything rash or extreme. But a 60 second video doesn't really explain what I was going through. And uh, I have gotten overwhelming support, so thank you very much uh, for all your guys' kindness with the likes and the comments and all that. And I even got a few shares, so thank you very much. Um, Yeah, it's been kind of a hell of a week, week and a half, two weeks, it's been crazy. Um, I've been trying to figure this whole podcast, social media platforming out and everything else, and uh, it's difficult, it's hard. I've said it before, I'll say it again, it is not easy. Um, it is a full-time job. Especially when you're doing it all yourself. 
So if, if, if I had like a crew um, to do my research for me and find out the information uh, and I based my scripts and stuff that I would still write um, on the research they did, um, maybe double check, fact check some stuff. And then I had a film crew or a filmographer, even uh, one, that would set up my studio for recording, and I just had to kind of come in and, and, and do my thing. And then that same person or team or whatever turned around and edited it, you know, my uh, my TikTok post, my Clapper post, my podcast. Uh, they went through and edited everything, make sure it looks great and beautiful and amazing. And, you know, my media team posted it. And the, yeah, okay, if I had all those things, I could probably have a 9-to-5 and do this. Uh, I don't want to, though. Um, it, it's... This is what I want to do for a living. Uh, I hope that this, uh, the plan for this podcast is to grow big enough to get sponsorships and um, you know basically get paid uh, to do this show uh, and if that were the case then I would be hiring those people but I'd also be putting out a lot more content than I am right now I'd have more than one episode a week um, you know there are other things I could do uh, you know close my eyes and dream where I see this this podcast in a year and everybody's like you're nuts it takes forever I I'm 38 like I said in my post, I, I don't have time to wait for things to happen, and that's why I'm so actively pushing forward to try and get this stuff to be done now. Um, I do have patience. I am a patient person for the most part, uh, but it, it took me this long to figure out what I want to do, and this is what I want to do, but I'm also a dad and a husband. I need to also be concerned about bringing money into the home. Uh, and, you know, my wife works. I'm not against women working by any means. Please, <laughs> hands up. Hear me say it. I have no problem with that. Um, but for me personally, as a man personally, um, I feel like I need to bring money into the home. Uh, as people coin the phrase, you know, bring the bacon home. Uh, I don't need to do it solely. I hope to. Like I said, the dream for this podcast is growing, either getting picked up by a non-partial network, which I don't actually think exists at the moment, um, or growing up to get investors interested, you know, and, and start our own network. You know, I made a comment a couple times in a couple different episodes that I feel like a pirate, and I do. Uh, I've actually... <laughs> You know, my, my group on my, my socials is, is Pirates of Morality now. Uh, my my uh, show logo is going to be a pirate flag. I'll talk a little bit more about that and why that kind of sadly added to my week. Um, but I do, I feel like a pirate, you know, and everybody's, you know, talking about this stuff and they're like, well, you know, pirates are bad people. And I don't disagree and no, I'm not, I'm not for plundering and pillaging and, and, you know, all the other very negative bad things that go along with it. Um, but at the same time, uh, ironically, I was watching a show on, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name, so it was, uh, it's, it's 
it's the streaming service that's black and red and has a big N in the beginning. Uh, they did a document, well, kind of like a faux documentary uh, replication of, you know, uh, pirates that uh, originated in the Caribbean. Uh, and ironically, it stated that they uh, were mostly privateers from uh, England and they were basically stranded there as privateers after the war between England and Spain and uh, they had nothing and so instead of going home to England where it was not much better they weren't really of any status or stature they decided to kind of make their own pirate kingdom and that's how a lot of it started not all of it but a lot and ironically when they settled um, in their location or haven uh, they basically wrote out a declaration stating that every pirate, um, you know, has a voice and has a vote and has a say, and it's not solely based on what the captain says. And if the crew comes together as a vote and votes that the captain needs to be removed, then the captain's removed. Like, so basically, they created a, a republic, uh, a democracy of pirates. Uh, and I found that interesting when I saw that because that's kind of how I view this podcast. I want to grow a following of people of like-minded um, thoughts and expressions of the fact that we not only know, every, everybody in the world knows, we need to make changes in the world. Okay, then we need to make changes in the world, people. Okay, just saying something, just posting something on social media doesn't change anything. And a lot of these people then take it to the opposite extreme again, and then, you know, starts movements or radical bill placements within the government, and this, that, it, it's, you know, change doesn't come from extremes. Change comes from finding the middle ground, just like a Republican democracy is supposed to be, voting upon it, and the majority wins, okay? So... That's what we need to do, not well, like, you think I'm going to do that. Petty and elementary. Like, why are we still doing this? I digress. The point is, even if you look at or think about our founding fathers, they, um, they, were, they were considered you know, to be treasonous. Um, and traitors to the crown when they decided to make their own republic and in reality that's pretty darn close if you take the politics out of it they're pirates that's what it comes down to when you add politics into the mix that's when they become you know treasonous so that's what our founding fathers were but as americans we view them as patriots okay well without war without violence we need to stand up once again and I've said it again in my previous podcast, that's why I do this podcast. Now is the time to stand up and play the game to change the game. Okay? I'm not going to diminish my morals or values or anything of that nature of what I believe in to accomplish these things, but I'm also not going to jump to violence either, nor does the show promote violence of any kind um, but something needs to be done and more than talking and more than extremes we need to come to 
the treaty table, for lack of a better term. Um, again, I, <laughs> when I don't have a script or I don't practice, obviously, a lot of tangents occur, so I apologize. Um, I semi-lost my train of thought. But, um, again, I feel like a pirate, and I'm okay. And uh, to the people that watch and, and or know of cosplay, which is what's a lot on social media these days to not only just be fun and sometimes scary, sometimes informational and emotional and this, that, and the other. There's a lot of creators out there that do cosplay, which is kind of awesome, and, and it's caught my eye. Um, so uh, I will be making what's called an OC character, which is an original character um, for cosplay to kind of get people interacting with my podcast and with my socials. Um, and it's all themed in the sense of, of pirates of morality and, you know, what my show stands for and what it can do to help others uh, find a common ground, a safe place to debate, not argue on major topics that are no one's talking about it was like we need to make change like okay well let's talk and come to an agreement and debate and figure this stuff out like birth control pro-choice versus pro-life uh i've already done gun control which i probably will have to do again uh i've done bullying education and parenting um you know and it's going to keep going and going I'll, i'll talk a little bit more about some of the upcoming topics that i want to go over um but we need to come to those topics, find the root issue of those problems, and then turn around and do something about it. Not do something extreme, but do something about it. Do something to actually make a change. Um, again, so a lot of my OC character will, will revolve around those things. and. and of that nature. And again, like I said, my 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 logo for my podcast um, is going to be a pirate flag of my own design. Uh, part of the reason why I got, I've been frustrated and, and down and a little depressed was I had an amazing idea, an amazing artist, still is amazing, amazing guy. Um, uh, his tag is art dot by dot. Raymond, I want to say. Um, he's in my follow list. Uh, you can find him there. Uh, I apologize if I got it wrong. Um, but he's a super cool guy. Uh, does amazing artwork. Um, and, and sadly, in this past you know, week and a half, two weeks, um, his cat uh, got really, really sick. And um, Sadly, they, they, they had to put him down. Um, and he wasn't even years old. It's not like he was an old cat and it was expected. It was, you know, to, to what I could glean from what I've seen and watched and went and talked to him on lives and texted him. It was a neurological problem. Uh, and it, it was very, very expensive for treatment. And, it, and the, the poor kitten wasn't getting any better. And, and they had to make some tough decisions, so my heart goes out to them. And um, while that was happening, 
my very old dog, uh, Rascal, and if you've watched any of my like morning routines or morning thoughts, uh, you'll see you'll see the grumpy old man in there. Um, he's still with us. Um, he is, um, but uh, he got really sick uh, at the same time that my artist kitten was really sick, and it was in a double whammy. Um, at the time, talking to my artist, uh, my dog was supposed to be in the veterinary hospital getting surgery. Uh, a little backstory about Rascal, I call him the grumpy old man uh, as a joke, uh, and it's kind of a double entendre when I'm walking him in the morning, because it's walking the grumpy old man, and you play how you want to play if what, who's the grumpy old man, me or the dog. Uh, we kind of both are at times. Um, but uh, background on Rascal is uh, he's a purebred American pit bull. Uh, he's 11 years old. And uh, two years ago, when she was 11 years old, his older sister Maggie, uh, pit bull Staffordshire Terrier mix, ours as well, uh, she passed away very suddenly. I mean, like jumping around, went outside, peeled over, died. Um, so uh, about two years ago, we lost her, and it was, well, it sucked. I, I really don't know how else, but it sucked, and it hit me really hard. Um, but immediately after she got, like, I mean, 24 hours, I, I just cremated my, my baby, my dog. I hadn't even gone and picked up her ashes yet. 24 hours later, Rascal had his first seizure, um, which they say, emotionally speaking, when two dogs that are very, very close together, one loses the other, um, it's actually pretty common, which I did not know. Um, but uh, he had his first seizure, and it, it, was, it was a nightmare. Um, so for the last two years, oh, and he has massive, massive amounts of arthritis. So he's on more medication than like a 90-year-old man. Uh, part of the reason why I call him grumpy old man. Um, but for the last two years, we've been, you know, he's got three different seizure medications. Finally, we found a mix that works for him. Um, and he's on arthritis medication, and, and uh, it's 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 worth it for your pet. It really is, but it is draining and emotionally hard and even with all the the help from like good uh you know prescription cards you can use for a discount when you know it's an animal and it doesn't have insurance i, I don't often want to say um it's really expensive um but we've done it we figured it out um but this week and a half ago he uh he had another seizure uh and it was uh, throwing up and had diarrhea and then he just stopped eating altogether um, which for him is, is, is especially in the last seven eight months is super weird um, also because half the medication says he's on make him feel like he's never full makes him feel like he like he's always hungry um, we've had to like cut back his food intake because he was eating super fat. 
and he's you know he's lost a lot of weight and he's good but he, he you know it's always been a struggle he's always hungry um and like i said a week and a half ago he started getting really sick and then he just stopped eating which i'm like okay there's a problem um and, and he had a seizure uh, we took him to the vet they did an x-ray they found out that he had some blockage in his intestines but they couldn't really tell <clears throat> so we had to take him to another vet like an actual vet hospital uh, and they concluded that yes there was something in him uh, and part of the frustration is I'm not going to say the company but the first hospital is actually we, we do pay for quote unquote doggy insurance and it kind of covers up checkups and um, you know vaccinations and teeth cleaning and stuff like that um, but they're a very boutique franchise company um, and about six months ago sorry this might be pretty hard to follow if you got to stop and rewind and kind of re-listen to follow along with my crazy thoughts feel free uh, about six months ago we took him into said first vet clinic um, for his annual teeth cleaning they actually um, that uh, they put him under uh, you want to say put to sleep to get that different meaning for animals uh, they put him under to clean his teeth um, they do this for a lot of animals uh, therefore that he had to have an IV and when they put him in his kennel after the cleaning to get his IV you know they left the IV in for hydration etc and I go back to pick him up and they're like we think he ate his IV <laughs> kidding me can't find it can't do anything uh, all right and what do we do he's like we try to make him throw up he didn't throw up I'm like he never throws he never throws up unless he wants to throw up and he always wants to throw up when I'm tired and it's three o'clock in the morning um you can't force him to throw up um and they're like okay well we can't do it today you need to bring him back tomorrow to do x-rays wait a minute you didn't watch my dog you let him eat his IV, and now you don't have time for him? All right, okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> Fair enough. They bring him back the next day. They take the x-rays. Yep, there's something in his stomach we can't really tell. We need to go do uh, ultrasound uh, at a different clinic again. <laughs> really? okay fine uh, but the other clinic didn't want to talk to the first clinic and it was miscommunication here and there and I was calling my wife was calling so it was like I don't know three and a half weeks later before we could get an appointment to get him in and at this point you know yeah he was acting normal he you know he's still eating going to the bathroom etc so we weren't too worried finally get them in and they're like well we need to take x-rays um you know these are too old i'm like that's fine the other place is paying for it i don't care do what you have to do and they're like oh and i'm like what and they're like the other place yes the other place is paying for this because it's their fault because this is you know more than likely iv that they allowed my dog to eat in recovery and they're like okay well we have to call them to get certain you know approval I'm like okay what happens if you don't get approval? And they're like, well, we'll still do the ultrasound, whatever. 
and but it won't do anything. We won't be able to definitively tell you one way or the other because two things. One, the x-rays are old, and two, they didn't take enough x-rays in the right position and da -da 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 to compare side-by-side -side an ultrasound and an x-ray. I'm like, okay, so they called the other first clinic up. They um, say that they got to call management this, that, and the other. Fine. Um, other management, whatever, I don't know. They denied it. They said, no, we already did x-rays. We're not paying for more. And the, the second clinic at the time stated, like, look, then I'm going to do this ultrasound. You're going to pay us for it, and it's not going to show anything. We don't care. Awesome. Okay. So they did the ultrasound, and, of course, it showed nothing conclusive that they could do anything about. And so, basically, the first clinic was like, well, inconclusive, so we're not going to do anything. We're not liable. Freaking <laughs> kidding me. Now, mind you, that was six months ago. I'm upset and pissed off already. Fast forward. My dog's now sick, throwing up, not eating, diarrhea the whole nine. I take him back to this first clinic because this insurance is paid for by the year. So it's not like I, and the likelihood of getting a refund is zero. And they happen to be the closest at the time. So we take him in, and even they state, they're like, well, we're going to have to do x-rays. Okay. It's going to be 200 plus dollars. <laughs> okay. X-rays aren't included. Okay. So they do the x-rays. And they even state when they call us back, yeah, it looks like the thing in their stomach, you know, that IV that he ate the last time he was here, that's still there. But now there's something stuck in his intestine. Pause. I also need to mention that my wife's phone number is the primary phone number and they call her and, and I've talked about it before and I love her to death uh, but she is an introvert and shy uh, and she hates confrontation so trying to argue with something like that especially like that even the whole reason it's her number is because she's a nurse and so medical background knowledge not exactly coincides but she's going to understand a lot of the stuff better than I am but arguing the fact isn't top-notch and she didn't come and get me which is okay I'm, I'm beyond it but they even make those statements still refuse to pay for these new x-rays but basically say the blockage in the intestine is causing a lot of issues and we need to take them to a pet hospital so original clinic clinic from six months ago now original clinic and now we gotta go to a hospital. <clears throat> okay. And I even said, you know, what's the likelihood that, of, you know, because I called them back, what's the likelihood of this piece stuck in his intestine is something that like fell off and broke away from what's in his stomach? Oh, that's, mm, that's probably unlikely. I'm like, so you're lying to me and it's very highly likely and it's your problem and you're trying to avoid paying for it, got it. Uh, and they're like, well, we would have seen blood or anything like that in the stool or the vomit. I'm like, just because it's not ripping him apart doesn't mean it's not causing him problems. Just because it didn't cut something to the point where he's bleeding isn't affecting his body. So these are the type of people I've had to deal with for two weeks. 
anyways, we take him to the other hospital. Well, my wife does. I'm at home with the boys. Uh, we, uh, my wife takes him to the other hospital. They do their own x-rays at no cost. <clears throat> and uh, confirm. And they do some other tests. And they're like, yeah, we've got to get this stuff out. And my wife calls me and puts me on speaker. So I'm in there when the doctor's there. And I'm like, okay, well, okay, so you guys are definitely going in. Yes. Okay. Uh, as soon as we can get them into the, the, the operating room, we're going to go in. Okay, great. You're going to not only get the stuff out of his intestine, though, you're getting whatever is in his stomach out as well. Yes. All right. I need that bagged because uh, if it is something, uh, I, I need it for evidence to get reimbursed for the surgery. And I'm like, because like, I doubt the other hospital told you that about six months ago he ate an IV bag, an IV line, and the whole nine. And, yeah, they never did anything about it. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely bag it and log it and make sure everything's stated and we'll let you take it if you need to. Yes, please. So finally, I'm like, okay, yes, <laughs> my dog has to go, you know, into surgery and I'm praying for him and emotionally up and down and this, that, and the other. And this is like, takes us to, you know, 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. And they're like, we'll, we'll call you no matter what time it is. And my wife works nights, so she's like, it's all right, I'll stay up. I'm like, okay. And, you know, my wife starts getting tired. She calls 11.30. My dog still hasn't gone back to surgery. But, oh, even though we took the meds and they gave him his meds, he had another seizure at this hospital. Great. <clears throat> Terrific. Anyways, um... And she's like, okay, well, please still call me. I am going to go lay down and go to sleep. Um, on top of that, later around 3, 3.30 in the morning, our youngest son comes in, and I guarantee it's from the stress that mom and dad are feeling, the stress he's feeling because he knows, you know, his, his buddy, you know, his dog is, is in surgery and all this other stuff. My youngest son had an accident. Um... So my wife gets up and does everything and gets him back in bed. And, and before you ask why he didn't wake me up, and they always run to mom first. Um, and on top of that, I am not a good person to wake up. Uh, it is one of my faults. Um, but they know they get a much better response from walking, waking mommy up than waking daddy up. They will wake me up when mommy's not home, but they prefer mommy. So, yes, mommy gets up, and so by the time she's done, it's about 4 o'clock in the morning. So she decides to call the hospital again, and she does. And, by the way, I wake up at 4.15. So I wake up and hear on the phone, I'm assuming it's the dog hospital or whatever and I'm like okay whatever hop in the shower she comes in and she's like okay so update I'm like alright cool and she's like well they haven't done the surgery I'm like wait what and she's like well you know rotations happen this that and the other a new doctor came on <laughs> okay and this new doctor had no cost to us. By the way, this whole surgery thing, like, I, I skipped over that part, I'm sorry. This is going to cost about three grand. Three grand. 
and that included like a two-day hospital stay at there so they could monitor them after the surgery and food and all of it. There you go, okay. And like, well, this new doc wanted more x-rays just to make sure if it moved, he knew where he was going to get it out. I'm like, okay. Well, and he said what was in his intestine moved. And? Well, now they don't want to do the surgery because he had a seizure and they don't want to risk it. And so they're just going to see how it's going to pass. And I'm like, we had this experience six months ago. Nothing moved, nothing passed, even it twitched a little, whatever. I want them to get in there and get whatever's in them out, because it's obviously making them uncomfortable. They didn't, and we wound up paying a couple hundred dollars instead of 3000 But, you know, of course, in the back of my head, I'm like, and he's not going to get much better. FYI, he, he's gotten better, but I can tell he's still uncomfortable. We'll see how the next little bit goes. But at the time, I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and pay a couple hundred bucks now. Get reimbursed for what they didn't do. But then in a couple of weeks, something else is going to happen and we're going to have to take them right back. And now we're going to have to pay through the rent on top of a couple hundred. When in reality, if they just did what we asked them to do and get in there and get that crap out of him, yeah, we would have spent three grand, but we would have known nothing's in his system. We would have known that it was all out. And we could have dealt with it and moved forward. And now we have nothing. We can't move forward. We can't know. We don't know what's going on. And by the way, nothing's come out. I checked. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, yeah, that 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 was all going on. And then a friend and, like I said, my artist that's doing the logo for my show uh, had another second animal that sadly they wound up having to put down. And I. Uh, and uh, the kids were on spring break, so trying to get all of this kind of stuff done with your children running around and screaming. Uh, I'm working on it, but I'm poor. Uh, soundproofing is not cheap, uh, so I can't right now. But uh, yeah, um, trying to, to get this done and, and, and start this and make it successful when kids are running around. And you don't want to be mean to your kids. You don't want to be like, well, don't be happy and play. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to do that. Um, I, I did. I figured it out. But it was ten times more stressful. And I still have a lot to learn about this editing stuff, as you can see from my videos. Um, hopefully this one goes better. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, so, I mean, that's just a few of the things. And... Um, A lot of you know that if you watch, either you know me or you've watched some of the other episodes, uh, I lost my dad in, in 2009. Um, and, you know, with all that stuff going on, uh, you know, being back at, you know, kids going back to school, everybody doing this, that, and the other. And, trying to get this all work, you know, I just miss my dad uh, on top of everything. I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to get his advice. I, dude, I truly have some amazing friends uh, to the point where I have more than one best friend, period. Um, 
and they know who they are. Uh, and they do. They, they're great people. They really are. Um, I'm blessed to have them in my life. Um, sadly, they're all 1,200 miles away right now, um, which also doesn't help. I have my wife's family down here right now. We have my sister-in-law and brother-in-law and my two nieces, which is awesome. Because for the first year, we didn't really have anybody. Uh, I, I, I had fun when I went to work in my previous job, and I, I felt like I really made some solid friends, uh, but work friends, you know. Um, not saying I probably couldn't have, like, gone out and hung out with them. Um, heck, I probably still could to these days. I talk to a lot of them still, but I haven't, um, mostly because they live, like, 45 to 50 minutes away. You know, when you work at the place I used to work from, people travel far and wide from there in all different directions. So, um, anyways, uh, I didn't. So them coming down was great, um, and they're here, and I enjoy spending time with them. But they're and, and they're my family. But if I didn't marry my wife. Not that we couldn't be friends, it's just that we wouldn't be friends because our paths wouldn't have crossed. It just wouldn't have happened. Okay? So, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, they just wouldn't. Um, so, and, and it's, it's not meant to be disrespectful, it's just I view those as my wife's friends. Okay? Um, slash there are family but they're my wife's side of the family everybody is i'm not saying i love you any less i'm not saying you love me any less i'm just it's factual um there's nothing wrong with that but you know we also don't have a lot of stuff in common again that's not a bad thing just we don't and that's fine. I don't. It doesn't bother me. My friends, we, they're my friends and my family because, well, we have things in common. So, yeah. But again, my best friends, they're back in Michigan and I'm in Florida. So, although we talk, it's it's not the same. Excuse me. Um, so I've been dealing with that for two years now as well. Not saying I can't go out and make friends, but uh, COVID sucks. It's a little more difficult, and I'm a dad, you know, going and hanging out at the bar, grabbing beers, trying to meet buddies and stuff is just not it's not possible to be high on my to-do list. Um, and again, COVID sucks, so it's not like I can be like, oh, hey guys, you know, and and, and meet some like-minded grown-ups from like my son's friends at school because um, it sucks um you know and it, it it is what it is but you know it is another thing it's depression will sneak up on you and, and kick you in the tail it doesn't always have to be constant it doesn't always have to be ongoing it doesn't always have to be this unrelenting that exists in God, I could only imagine anybody dealing with that right now. I am 
so very sorry. Um, I cannot imagine what it is to go through that, um, but I will have occasional depression. Um, and it just hits, and it's generally not, <laughs> it's not like, oh, look, it all happened at once, and here's it. No, it's generally a pile of, of unfortunate events and thoughts and memories, etc. So, please, if you do go through depression, reach out to somebody, anybody, and also realize. You know, everybody's like, oh, COVID caused depression because everybody just stayed at home a lot. All factual statements, really. But if you're a person that thrives on interaction with other people and thrives on, you know, uh, friendly affection, uh, I'm, I'm a hugger. I'm not afraid to say it. I hug my friends. I tell my friends I love them. It's, you know, people are like, that's weird. I'm like, no, it's not. Uh, it's weird not to because then if they're your friends and your family and you're afraid to say it, why are you afraid to say it? I'm not weird for telling them that I love them and I appreciate them. Let's think of it for one second. We've gotten a lot of things twisted in this world. Um, topic, potentially, is saying. Um, or part of that. But it can. Reach out to people, man. Uh, huggers. And, 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 and people that thrive on, on interaction and, and group face-to-face experience with a lot of people. Uh, this last year has been hell on wheels and it's actually not really any better. Um, you know, unless you live in those states like Texas. Uh, but people are still scared of Texas too. That's real. Um, and I was born in Texas, okay? Say that I don't you know a bunch of people from Texas saying that they're scared of nothing. I was born there. Yeah. Anyways, um, you know, and a lot of a lot of news and stuff like that has, has gone through and shown many of the well, they got the states making no mandates for masks or anything else, and then Florida's always included. Let me be clear: our governor in the state of Florida. That's factual. Has not made any regulations mandating masks for the state of Florida. I think we all know why. Um, but he's also not dumb. He left it up to the counties <laughs> to make regulations. So um, Seminole County, Orange County, Miami Dade, da 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 da. They all have mask regulations, okay? So people in Florida aren't running around mask-free. Yay! No, that's not happening. <laughs> just, just so people are aware. Our state doesn't have any regulations, but to the best of my knowledge, every county still has a mandate. Um, at least the ones I know about. Um, you know, and there's places like Disney and Universal, guess what, they're still at like 25-35% capacity because of the mandates stated by the counties, okay? So we do have regulations here still, we're not running around free as all get out, so don't be too jealous of us except for the fact that it's 8 5 outside right now, it's sunny. And that's why I'm not doing my hair and everything else in contact because I'm going to go 
Oh, yeah, and lies later, jumping in a pool. And now most people that do know me, they're like, why would you go over there and jump in that pool? Let me, let me tell you something. I bought a house without a pool heater in Florida thinking I wouldn't need one. Uh, if you do decide to relocate to Florida, let me tell you, and you don't like water under 75 degrees to jump into as a pool, say you go in the ocean or a lake, if it was that cold, um, you need a pool heater for pretty much November, December, January, February, and potentially March. My pool is literally stuck at 70 degrees. And some of my friends are like, that's warm enough. It's not for me. Sorry. Um, my in-laws have a pool heater, so that's why. Um, just throwing it out there. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been a rough week. Uh, two weeks, and uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen to Rascal. Uh, he has improved. His first two days home were pretty rough, and we assume that's because our medication's caught up with him or something, whatever. Uh, he's acting a little more normal, uh, not 100%, but we'll see. Um, but yesterday kind of was just a giant combination of WTF. Big and loud and proud, WTF. And, yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, I both really hate housework like everybody else on the planet. But we do struggle sometimes. <laughs> uh, we keep our house clean, but it, 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 uh, especially dishes. I don't, I don't know what it is about them. You know, I both don't like doing dishes. Um, so, and a lot of the breakdown happened at the sink while I was doing dishes. Because uh, I knew it needed to be done. I didn't want anything to start to like smell. Uh, yeah. So, but it was just one more thing, 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 one more thing. And you're just like, when's it going to break? When, when, when is this going to happen? Uh, and to be honest, a lot of it's been, uh, yeah. You know, there's really two types of people in the world that wind up turning into one person. One person Christ about it, one not. Um, and there are people out there that are like, even if you do ask for help, they're like, no, help yourself. Do it on your own, figure it out. Sink or swim. Do what you gotta do. Uh, obviously, from my tone of voice, I think you can see how I feel about those types of people. And I understand why they got that mentality through industry or whatever happened to them in their life, but um, it's a really horrible, horrible view on life. Um, and then you have the other side of people that literally preach, if you need help, reach out and ask. Reach out and ask. Uh, and I have. I've reached out and asked a lot of people for help. Now, some people really have help. Um, and I have no idea if they want me to use their names or not, so I won't. But uh, I do have a dear friend of mine that's been friends of mine for a long time that has been trying to help me via long distance figure this whole editing and recording stuff out. He's got a lot more knowledge than I do. Um, but it's difficult. Uh, and obviously, like, uh, very, very Elon Musk, a lot of people in this world feel like you can learn and do anything out from YouTube. And they're not wrong, 
you can, but you have to have either the right type of person to learn from YouTube. Uh, I'm not that person. I don't learn very well from YouTube. Now, I have an automotive mechanics background. Uh, I went to school for it. I went to school for a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, lots of different stuff. Um, but I went to school for it. Uh, so when my buddy was in an accident, and he needed me basically help him fix the entire front end of his car up into like the engine area, uh, I could watch YouTube videos because I had a foundation of knowledge. I went to school to have this foundation dealt with, and it was in me and ingrained. But his particular car was not a car I'd ever worked on before or a company I studied. So. I could watch YouTube videos and go, okay, that's how this particular company deals with the radiator, uh, the oil pan, uh, this, that, blah, 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 the grill, the headlights, this, uh, the wiring schematic. But because I had that foundation of knowing what to do and just figuring out how to do it for the particular car, YouTube's great for me, man. I, I watch it two, three times just to be sure, and I'm like, got it, wait. And I move on, and I'm good to go. When I know absolutely nothing about a subject, and I do YouTube, unless it interests me, I did get my Florida real estate license online, and it was very interesting to me because there was a lot of legal stuff. I love the legal knowledge. The legal jargon was, and one of my best friends is a lawyer, but I'm sorry, buddy, and it's horrible, freaking horrible. I think they want to keep it that way so lawyers are always employed because I'll tell you what, though, I can't freaking read it. I can, and I get a general gist, but if there's a loophole, man, I'll probably miss it. By the way, my, my best friend that's a lawyer is not. He's on the courthouse side of things, so he's still kind of necessary. Anyways, um, and I got another Wow. Couple, but he's a lawyer. Now I think back to the wow. Either way, um, they get it all, and it looks to me like gibberish. But I got through okay because I was interested in it. I find some parts of editing interesting, but I'm not interested. There's a difference. Uh, and if I had endless amounts of money, there'd be a dude behind that camera. There'd be a dude dealing with the audio here and a person or a team or whatever that's going to take all of this when I'm done and deal with it. If I had the money, that would be happening. Um, so it's, it's not my pat my, my passion is the podcast. My passion is to go out there and help people. My passion is to bring people together in the Pirates of Morality group to start finding ways in groups to play the game, to change the game, but make an actual difference. Not just complain about it and fight and argue, but make a difference. Um, so yeah, it's been very difficult. Uh, and I don't, YouTube helps me some, but a lot of times those things are like, oh, but you have the fundamentals of editing and using the software, so I'm gonna go high level and get through this, this, and this. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know that bottom part. You need every single step. Um, and they have some beginner stuff, but then it's so basic. Like, I don't wanna be an expert that can make, you know, the next, you know, Quentin Tarantino film. 
um, but I want to be a little higher than the beginning dude that's just doing it to help his kid get through like science, whatever, you know, oh, let me get this free software to help my kid make a movie for art class or something. No, I want to be in the middle. That was most of my life. No extremes, right down the middle. I just want to know enough to do that. And obviously I don't. If you watch my films, I'm hoping they are getting better. Um, but, um, so like I said, my, my buddy's been helping out with as much as I wanted. I've met quite a few people um, through my social media platforms, like I said. Uh, I really hope that guy doesn't get upset I said his handle. But, uh, you know, my buddy that's doing my art for my logo for, for, for my podcast. I've met a, a lot of other people that are, you know, have a lot more followers than I do. And they're some of the freaking greatest people in the world. Um, there is a couple that I recently got in contact with that they're just awesome people, man. Um, they put out there a lot. They put their whole, you know, heart on the line and, and, and put their life out there. Uh, and you guys know who you are. We've talked in the last couple of days. Um, you know, the guys that gave me the courage to post that that previous post. Uh, I wasn't going to. Uh, I really didn't want to. Uh, like most people, I don't like being vulnerable of other people. So thank you for that. You gave me the courage to just say, F it and, and, and hope that me putting it out there helps somebody. Um, and they're awesome people. They're great. Individual people and they're a great couple and they're amazing. They're inspiring. Uh, I love you guys. Welcome to the family. Um, and another influence is that does live close to me and, and we've talked back and forth and you know the struggles of trying to figure out merchandising and all that stuff obviously I'm waiting to build a, a little more of a following so but if you guys want merch just wait till the logo comes out and got a couple sayings and quotes and stuff in mind and, uh, if you guys think you'd be interested in buying some, some merch, man, please let me definitely know. And if you're not in the lingo and industry, it, it, I hope I'm not insulting people. Merch is just short for merchandise. Uh, t-shirts, tank tops, hats, mugs, uh, mouse pads, I don't know. I have no idea where I'm going to go with it, but uh, everybody knows me. I, I take my baseball hat, so I, I probably will at least do that. T-shirts or hoodies or whatever. Um, but we'll see. Uh, but if you guys are interested, you know, comment, 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 please. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, and I know you'll probably be like, but what's it going to look like? Well, you're going to have to wait. Uh, I am in the, the plans and the face of the making of it, I promise you that. Um, but, I'm, you know, and, and he was close to me and he's like, well, how you do when, when we travel that way, you know? Um, we're going to have to meet up and have drinks. I'm like, okay, cool. Sounds great. <laughs> sure, why not? Um, we both really like each other's comments. We're both big into anti-bullying and, and not <laughs> allowing it anymore. And really finding something to stop it. A way to stop it. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I've, I've these are not the people I was complaining about in my video about when I reach out and ask for help. Um, but in the past, I've had people, and, and I'm sure it's a misunderstanding, and it's a misunderstanding in the sense that 
I believe my views on friendship is straight family. If you're a friend of mine, you're my family. Okay? Um, and you can ask my family, uh, much to the detriment of my wife sometimes and <laughs> her frustration. Um, and there are some limitations. I am not Superman uh, or my favorite Captain America. I don't know if you can see my dude hanging right over here. I did Captain America. He's my favorite. I'll probably do an office tour one of these bonus episodes. I got a lot of Captain America ones. Pirates, actually. Um, but I'm not. But I will. If it's within my power to help, I help. I, my best friend in the military. Not a very fortunate thing to happen to him. He's fine, he's safe, he's healthy. Um, and not my story to tell. Basically, he needed me after his first deployment. Uh, he needed me to come and get him. I, I was in Michigan, and he was in Virginia. Um, and if, if you knew, again, not my story to tell. If you knew the story, you would know that that was odd. Um, but anyways, he needed it, and so I got one of our other buddies that, you know, had the time off, and I'm like, hey dude, we gotta do this road trip, and that's just how my friends are, that's how we all are. If we have the time and the means to do something, we absolutely will. Um, uh, so I'm another best friend, uh, his, uh, his girlfriend's mom's a break line? I think it was a break line. <laughs> so I feel like I'm actually talking to him. I think it was a break line that broke uh, in the snow in the winter. It was actually Thanksgiving in Michigan again. Now this is 45 minutes away from where I am. Um, and again, automotive background, automotive industry. This was uh, the, this is Black Friday one year. The day after Thanksgiving, if you are in uh, a family with medical personnel or first responders or anything, you, you understand holidays don't always happen on the holiday. Um, so that particular Thanksgiving, our Thanksgiving was Friday because my wife and her sister had to work Thursday. Um, so literally, I, I skipped Thanksgiving dessert um, because my wife had my mom and her family and some other, you know, friends, family. We're, we're, we were all there celebrating. And um, so I knew she had help with the boys and everything else. I literally left at, I don't know, 7.30 at night. We didn't get home till, I didn't get back home till 2 or 3 in the morning because, we, you know, the car was towed to the cabin's garage. So I don't remember. It was somewhere 45 minutes away. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, spent the next couple hours stripping and cutting out all the different line that was bad. And there was a lot, because Michigan uses salt on the roads to melt snow, so that means rust for, for anybody that's in the mechanical or medical world. Not medical, sorry. Metal world. Ugh. Again, this is another thing that's been frustrating for the last two weeks, since I can't get my words right. Um, I am literally so stressed, um, and I've been so stressed and, and anxious, and, um, I, 
As you can probably tell from my podcast, I'm a pretty loquacious, meaning talkative person. Um, and I'm not perfect, nobody is, but and I'm not, I won't even say I'm, I'm good uh, in the sense of vocabulary and all that stuff. Eloquent speaking, some people will say. Uh, I'm okay, um, but this past two weeks, man, I've been tripping over my words, I've been not being able to, like, I get so stuck, and I'm like, it's like I'm six, like my six-year-old son, like, he knows what he wants to say, but he's, like, upset um, or frustrated, and he's just, he's sitting there, and you're like, okay, buddy, what is it? Okay, buddy, what is it? And he's just sitting there, like, I can't get that and you can't get it out. And, uh, you know, eventually we figure it out, but I've been doing that for the last two weeks, and it's, it's not something I usually have to worry about. Um, so, yeah, it's been a little crazy. Um, but I, I do have a support group. Um, and yeah, and even like my post said, you know, I do. I have an amazing learning life. My kids are amazing and they love me very much. Um, you have, you know, my extended family uh, down here, and you know, and they, they do, they support me, um, and I love them for it. Uh, but I'm the type of person that if I could have 50 people around me, like everybody says, a lot of gurus and, and motivational speakers, they want, you know, your inner circle should be five, and. To be honest, my inner circle is about, about five um, of my closest. Um, you know, I, I don't, my wife and my kids are kind of like my inner, inner circle. Uh, so there are three that I count separately. Uh, and, but, you know, I have about five. Uh, but if I could have 50, oh, I would. I grew up in the, the, the book and movie and TV show time frame where, you know, like knights were cool and, you know, King Arthur and loyalty and respect. And yes, I, I understand the irony of the story of King Arthur and one of his knights, the tracing of Petra. Um, but that aspect of, of, of loyalty and, and friendship that's family and, um, you know, even parts of the pirate codes. How, depending on how they're translated, I mean, they are more loyal than a lot of other organizations. Um, and some people know me, some people don't. really hope I don't lose followers by judgment, but I'm a Freemason as well. Um, and you know what? Heck, if you want to unfollow me because of that, go ahead. I, I really, we don't, we're like a fraternity. And they actually calls the oldest fraternity in the world. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know how factual that is, but um, we're more like a fraternity, fraternity, not a secret cult. Okay? We don't hide anything. And, and let me ask you this: How many people watching went to college or didn't go to college, uh, and they belong to a fraternity um, of any sort, whether it be college or otherwise? Uh, I even throw in motorcycle clubs, any kind of uh, club or fraternity, you don't really hide much um, in reality. You know, it's a handshake, a phrase, a word, 
um, you know, this, that, or the other. You know, maybe a couple questions, like questions and answers, like the, you know, if I'm a Freemason in Michigan I, and I want to go to a, a lodge, you know, just to meet people in Florida, I can do that. But they might ask me a couple questions that I need to know the answers to. Okay. Beyond those things, which in reality of what we've been accused of is very, very small. And guess what? Fraternities in college and, and other things, they do the same thing. Just like um, beyond that, I mean, you really can find out everything that we do online. And here's one of the other biggest misconceptions. Um, I'm also a Shriner, and I'm a Shriner, a part of the Shriner International Group. And if you know what those are, those are the people that go out and fundraise and do the parades and wear the, as they put it, funny red hats. Uh, for the Shriners Children's Hospital, raising money for kids that can't afford or don't have insurance and email. Fun fact, to be a Shriner in Shriners International and a part of the Shriners Children's Hospital, you have to be a third degree Master Mason before you can be a Shriner. They will not take you into the Shriners unless you're a third degree Master Mason. Again, just so you know. So if we're a part of that, probably not that bad. And we don't worship Satan or sacrifice people and eat goats or whatever people say. <laughs> Joking. Yeah, you know. That one. Anyway, we don't do any of that. Um, but those are the types of groups that I belong to because I like and feed off of that family base, loyalty base, friendships. And not having that around me has been very, very difficult. Um, and I don't have any of my actual blood family around me either. Uh, my brother lives in Colorado and my mom's still in Michigan. Uh, and I mean, it was just the four of us growing up, really. Um, I have an uncle I'm very close with, to a point. For my family, very close. Uh, I love them dearly. They're great people, but they live in California, and I've seen them a lot growing up, and that's probably on everybody's side of why and why not money, finances, travel, etc. Um, you know, I have cousins here and there. Uh, none of, basically, none of my relatives were from Michigan or lived in Michigan because, well, we weren't from Michigan originally. Um, I have a few other aunts here and there. Um, that just, you know, most of my grandparents died either before I was born or shortly thereafter. Um, and the ones that were living I didn't see very often. Um, and I think that's probably why I like a larger group of people around me. Um, I have a lot of those experiences. My, my wife and her family went every, you know, when they were younger, every Sunday was dinner at grandma's. Like, and like aunts and uncles and cousins and it's like a mini family reunion once a week. Um, you know, I didn't have that growing up, so and I, I don't blame anybody. It's just it was it was it is what it is, and we move forward. Anywho, um, I mean that's kind of me. So not having any of that around me 
not having, you know, having COVID be an issue. Um, on top of everything else, missing my dad. Basically, yes, I chose to resign from my last job simply because I knew a lot of people were in financial struggle. And the recovery time, because my original job was my foot in the door to go up in the company. Um, COVID financially brought the company so far back, it would have taken me into my mid-40s before I would have even been able to get out of that entry-level job to move up again. Whereas, like, right before COVID hit, I had interviews to move up. The week we shut down, I had interviews to, to apply, you know, I applied and was getting interviews to move up within the company. Um, so that all hit really hard, you know, and even though I made the choice myself to do that, it doesn't mean it wasn't a struggle or difficult. Um, because again, I've been here, you know, a little over a year. It would have been a year and a half. I relocated my entire family 1,200 miles away for this job. That's why we moved here. Uh, and now it's not there. And it made me question a lot. So it's, it is, it's a struggle and it's, it's, it's a culmination of a whole bunch of stuff. But I, I do want to reiterate, I'm okay. Everybody, I am okay. And uh, I, I hope that the one thing that they would show people that if they need help, please ask. Don't, don't be afraid. Um, and if, if, if you're a man out in the world that thinks that, that you can't ask for help, please get out of that mindset. I know you're raised that way. Basically, I was raised that way because my dad was raised that way. My dad, you know, was in the military. You know, show emotion. The entire topic of my show is, is um, you know, the difference between actual, we're none of these things, or this is what we're trying to get to. We're not trying to get rid of toxic masculinity. We're trying to get rid of masculinity in general and femininity. Um, we're trying to basically sterilize and asexualize the entire planet. Um, and that's not good, okay? Again, this is going to be a whole other topic, but and it's going to go into depths from where we came from and, and, and the fact that there's so many people in culture that just basically want to erase the past, that's not good. Famous saying, if you forget where you come from or you forget your past, you're doomed to repeat it. That is factual. You need to learn from the past and instead of using that information, how it used to be used in a negative notation, you need to use it in a positive notation of, yes, these things happen. This is why we don't do them anymore, because they're very bad. So this is a reminder, not a reminder of what happened. This is a reminder that we need to be better, and if we're not, and we forget, we could go back. Same thing, uh, the family unit and masculinity and femininity change very much starting in the Industrial Revolution, moving forward into uh, World War One and World War II, uh, uh, the Great Depression, uh, recession. It changes, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of things for a lot of different people. And I'll go over that in my, one of my next topics. Um, and honestly, toxic masculinity was started from most of those events. And 
uh, also toxic femininity started for most of us, well, later events. And where we were before all those things happened was much part, much more cohesive. Uh, takes a village to raise a baby, came from those times. Uh, and I go over all that in one of my episodes. And how we can, you know, one of the two or three positive things COVID gave us. Uh, again, I'll go over that in my future episodes. But um, you know, another thing that I want to cover is is what I said before: body image disparity. Body image disparity isn't just for large people. Understand that my wife is almost the same age as me. Um, we're almost a year apart. Uh, I'm told when we're really still not around there. Um, she's amazing and beautiful. She's had two children, and for all intents and purposes, give or take it. And I'm talking a couple of pounds. Weighs the exact same she did in high school. Well, and looks like it. Um, and of course, that's the result. A lot of hate to her from moms that didn't have those experiences. Understand, you can hurt a skinny person just as much as you can hurt a large person, uh, and that 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 was something I learned in my marriage. Because um, I hated myself, I was fat. Um, when we met, I wasn't, um, but I've been fighting obesity my entire life. Both my parents were very large, as I've stated in the past. Um, you know, my mom has lost a lot of weight with dieting and things like that, and I hope she sticks out because she uh, sticks with it, or sticks with it this time. Um, because, I mean, she's, she's amazingly healthy. Her doctor says she's doing great, and I, I hope she keeps up. Uh, my dad, you know, was so overweight, you know, he went the, the surgical route, and again, <laughs> his transformation was beautiful as well. Um, again, if that's something you guys really want me to go over and talk about the specifics of my obese family, write in the comments, please, let me know. Um, but I, I saw how big my parents were and I never wanted to be that big, uh, to the point where I have enough, I don't like candy. Uh, I will have like a craving maybe once a year. And I'll just kind of go a little nuts. And by a little nuts means I'll buy maybe like, I don't know, two or three candy bars or like two can like Butterfingers, my favorite, Hershey bars, um, definitely dig Skittles, uh, plain M&M's, just old school plain M&M's. Uh, and like I'll whip that into like my own version of like a McFlurry with ice cream. You know, I'll, I'll do that once and then I'm done. I, I have no cravings for it, and I don't know if that's the way I was like genetically built, or like I just disdained it so much as a kid because I saw that my parents ate a lot of you know sweet fatty foods, and I, I don't know where it came from, but I don't, I didn't, you know. So that's been one of my saving graces. But um, you know, after we got married, and, and again, this is going to be an episode, uh, and I am putting myself out there again. I am going to show you a picture of me and one of my sons at a uh, indoor water park when I was 250 pounds. I'm 5'9". Um, 
it was gross. That was one of my first wake-up calls. Uh, and that's the heaviest I've ever been. It's 250. Uh, I'm like 204 now. Um, but body image is very new. And I mean, that was another thing. I'm, I, 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 was, I was depressing myself. In reality, I was depressing myself. Because it was another thing, too, is my body image isn't where I want it to be. Um, I'm working on it. I'm, you know, I'm doing a lot, but um, it's not where I want it to be. I'm just like, well, just go out and I hate exercising. And it's not that, that whole thing you need to do it. I've exercised for four months in a row, non like with like periodic rush days, and one day it was like yoga or stretching and everything everybody else does. And they're like, oh my God, it's a high. I'm addicted to exercise. Like my brother. If he doesn't work, I'm sorry, excuse me. If my brother doesn't work out, hopefully I can get that one out. If my brother doesn't work out for a day, he feels like he has the flu. Like, he needs to work out every day. It's pure 100%, probably the best addiction anybody could have. And he doesn't take it too far. Like, he, he, he's, well, he's a doctor, so um, he does the things the right way with the diet and exercise the way he should, etc., etc. He, he's not one of those, I'm down, guy. He's not that. Um, and there's nothing against that, guys. If that makes you, or gals, if that makes you happy, and you want to be a bodybuilder, and, and oh, go for it, man. Please, just, just, just be healthy about it. If a doctor says it's going too far, please, you know, tell me down. Okay. Other than that, I don't care. Again, I have no hate in my heart for anybody. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was another thing that just happened to me. And then again, that's the topic. Uh, I plan on covering, and honestly, if you guys, I don't know if you want to talk to me or ask me, and you know, I'll do the research. I'll figure out different plans. If if you are perfectly happy with the body you're in, but at the same time, you know, you're either really large or potentially really skinny, um, and you want to find a way, like you're happy, like you're not gonna let bullies and haters and trolls on social media and all that stuff bring you down and you're an inspiration to everybody uh if you're one of those people that do that like truly you're an inspiration and, and you're amazing but i've even seen those people like they'll be posting the body positive stuff and then one day they'll, they'll post something that's still like i'm body positive but i'm still not happy with me like well okay that needs to be addressed again these are all things i'm going to go over but like if, if you need to reach out please please do i i if comment comment share like whatever but comment like so i know or direct message me or whatever let me know if that's something you want i'll i'll do the research i'll figure it out and because i know not every plan everybody's different they all need different plans but anyways uh i digress and this all really actually started with me thanking my friends that are helping me and the reason why i got frustrated is there are people out there that that really could affect this podcast it could affect um, how it's reached um, and they all said yeah we want to help yeah let's do this let's plan that and then nothing or I'll go the extra mile uh, like one of my, uh, another topic I'm going to get into is the mentality of people today this whole they're going to take my job if I teach them BS get over that Okay, we're not in a recession time. We're not in a mood. 
And in reality, the whole $15 an hour fast food thing, that's going to be a whole other topic, fast food minimum wage. There are so many people on this planet now that people are actually looking to make their career at minimum wage. That minimum wage jobs are meant for high school, college students, unless you're going to take that minimum wage job and move up in the company, like, you know, start flipping burgers and then become a manager and then an owner, fine. Once you're a manager and an owner, you're not minimum wage anymore, people. Okay? Minimum wage jobs were never meant to support a family, period. So we need to figure this out and figure out what, and, and, and you wonder why, like, the millennial, younger millennial generation is lazy and living at home in the basement. Because they probably did at one point put forth some effort. I know nobody in the older generation generations want to hear that. They probably did put forth the effort. But the dude that's 35 trying to support a family of six is is taking a minimum wage job and working as many overtime hours as possible over and over and over and over and over we get to provide for an entire family. That's not right, dude. That's not what was... So these kids are going out and trying to apply for these minimum wage starter jobs, which is what they're meant for, the experience to move up or move on, and they can't get work because all of the you know people that are supposed to have careers, that's, what, that's why they're titled different. There's jobs and careers. Minimum wage job, career. Careers support families or lifestyles or whatever if you don't want to get married or have kids or whatever. But we're trying to make jobs, minimum wage jobs, careers. That's, no, stop it. And on top of that, uh, that probably will have to be a subject all the time. Um, the idea, though, that they're going to take my job if I teach them, at one point that was probably true during a recession, this, that, and the other. Uh, it kind of happened to my dad. Uh, he kind of got pushed out of Ford towards the end, and everybody's like, well, Ford was the one that, you know, in the big crash, they're the ones that didn't go claim for bankruptcy and government aid. Yeah, because they just kept firing people until they, you know, leveled out. Just, just so you know, I, I know the higher ups. I think to pay cuts and some other stuff. And they tried, but let's, they they trimmed a lot of people from that company to not claim bankruptcy. Uh, let's not falsify. Uh, the other two companies tried to, they still cut people too, but they tried not to cut people by funding bankruptcy and trying to get government aid. Um, it still happened, uh, but not to the extent. So, I mean, my dad got pushed out because you know, he was a manager for 30 plus years. He was making a really good salary, 401 and everything else, uh, where they could replace my dad with a 20-something year old just out of college management for uh, fraction of the price and you know they, they kept pushing him until he's like fine I'll leave um, it really got to that point it's just like fine I'll leave um, thinking I'll probably another whole subject um, but I don't when I say I don't crack the script I get off my head but yeah no that, that whole, that's where I was that whole mentality of people that are unwilling to help other people I just want to say one thing. Screw you. Okay? Not everybody can learn from gunfire and, 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 and 
and trial by fire and, and sink or swim and da, 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 da. not everybody functions that way okay a lot of us don't one two when you tell me that I need to get experience first or I need to prove that I'm worthy first do something for me and everybody else like me actually get to know us because just because I might not have experience in a particular area doesn't mean I don't have experience. You don't even bother to learn about my history. I've probably done and experienced more things than you have, even if you're 10 years older than me. You don't bother. And experience can be cross-trained easily, quickly, and fastly. If you want me to prove myself, help me and give me something to do to prove myself. Don't just randomly go, well, figure it out. When you do that, screw you. Okay? Screw you. We need to get back to a point where we actually help other people. We need to get to a point, again, where we, as a society, understand that apprenticeship, knowledge, sharing, helping actually assists all of us. Quick example. Somebody owns a company. They're the boss. Head boss. Head, head boss. Nobody above them. They want to retire. <laughs> I'm so sorry, excuse me. Head boss wants to retire. What do they do these days? Hmm. They go through a candidate pool or whatever, go within the company. Now, if they were smart, they mentored a couple people as they went up, but probably not as much as they should have. Then they pick somebody. And then what do they do? Most of the time, one of two things. They either leave, <laughs> trial by fire, where, and especially if you're the owner, you probably own stock in that company, so unless you're going to sell it off and take a profit, your company has been going up, 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 up. Oh, person comes and takes over, doesn't know what they're doing, stall. Stall. The stocks, your money, your retirement goes nowhere because they're taking the time to learn to sink or swim. So they're treading water while they're trying to learn to do your job. And then when they get that, then it's that. And it's this. It's little climbs for a long time, too. And, and then it might start going up. But they learn their own way. And you're like, maybe that's the best way to learn. No, it's not. It absolutely is the effing worse. Excuse my language. Effing worse. Okay? The best way would have been to take somebody 10 years before you wanted to retire and literally have them shadow you. This is what you do to be successful. This is what I do. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. Because the other type of person will give up their position and then step down so they can still keep an eye on a whole bunch of stuff and basically not leave or retire for years. Well, that's stupid too because you're basically still the boss. Everybody still looks to you. Nobody gives the other person respect. And that person probably in the end either accumulatively basically has a, 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 a coup against you to get you out of the company or leaves and then you got to start all over again. So then you never retire. Dumb and dumb. If you brought somebody in early, 
and train them, have them shadow you. Yes, give them a position and a job where they still have to do things and make it worth their while. But their main part of the job, and the reason you're paying them, is to learn how to be a, a different version of you. That way, your company's doing this, guy takes over, guess what? Oh, he does everything and says, oh, look, oh, oh. Oh, my stock's in retirement. Oh, oh they're going up. I, I, I'm using my finger for audio only people in a thick line in the crap going up and up and up, and there's never a stall. <gasps> Idea, maybe. Okay. Well, that's everybody in life. Okay. You need to get out of that mentality of, I need to. The American dream was work hard, provide for your family. One parent, by the way, provide for an entire family. Not two. Not against anybody working. Just but, you know, the original American dream, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, yes, they had their problem. It's good stuff, too. Thing. Can't erase a whole thing and say it's all bad. Parts are bad, parts are good. Take the good, continue. Take the bad, learn, don't repeat. Not difficult. Anyway, the original American dream was work hard, provide for a family, have a family, and, and have a good life and be able to retire and enjoy your golden years. That's why the whole show is called Golden Girls, by the way, for people that loved it. Golden Girls because it was the golden age for those women. Okay. Nobody can retire anymore. And that has a lot of outside factors, recession, uh, 9-11. A whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of factors that were out of people's control. You know what's not out of people's control? Putting people in positions of power and just dropping them off going, good luck, and running. Dum, 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 dum. It doesn't matter. And the funny thing is, too, a lot of people that say you got to go out and prove yourself first before they'll help you, they had help. They had somebody take them under the proverbial ring and show them what's left. And, and now they can't even do that for other people. Now, that's absolutely not paying it forward, people. And to be perfectly honest, if those people really don't have the time or the patience or whatever, they don't promise to help. Just say, hey, sorry, don't have the time. I might be upset at first, but all right. I mean, I'm upset. That sucks. But at least I'm not getting pulled along. You know, at least I'm not getting like, oh, maybe, maybe this time they'll help. <laughs> oh. Rather be honest, hurt my feelings right away, and drag me along and hurt it really bad later. You know, it's just like what most people tell, you know, high school students in relationships. End it now. It'll be easier. Okay? And don't promise something and then not have the time to fulfill it. If you don't have the time to fulfill it, don't promise the time. Just say. Anyhow. So that's kind of where I've been at for the last little bit. I apologize again. Uh, it's mostly ranting. Um, but I hope it explains a little bit more about what my post was about. And on top of everything else, I hope that helps somebody out there, not only in my explanation. If you feel that way and that post hit home for you people, anybody, men, women, otherwise, 
whatever. That will be another topic, gender. Anyways, uh, it, if you feel that way, please reach out to somebody, anybody. If the first 15 people say no, please keep trying to find. You will find somebody. I don't care, DM me. I will talk to you. I will be honest with you. Just like I just said, don't do, I will be honest with you. Uh, I do this full time. I love my wife and children. Part of the reason I want to do this full time is so I can be at home. One of the things COVID was positive is it taught people how to be at home again. And drive some people nuts. Not me. Because, yes, I think, basically we can learn this without, like, the actual COVID thing. That would have been terrific. But the infrastructure, the internet, and, and having to bolster all that stuff, cell phones, computers, everything, um, in the last year have, like, gone from, boom, uh -uh. It's, it's viable now that people can work from home. That's why I'm doing this. So I can work from home and be around my kids. And, and that'll get into the, the genderizing and, and, and degenderizing and men and women and all that episode. Uh, I want to be here for my boys so they can actually have their dad around. Anyways, um, I'll be honest up front. If I, if I can find the time, I absolutely love you. If I cannot find the time, I will do my best to help you and and help you find somebody else that has the time they can dedicate. Please reach out. Please reach out to me. Reach out to anybody. I, I don't. Please reach out to somebody if that video affected you and, and or you said I felt that way or I understand I've been there. If you get there again or you're there now, please reach out. There are people that care and you are not alone. Okay. Um, I know this wasn't a real topic episode, but a little bit more to get to know the host of the Moral Compass Podcast. Uh, that's been my life for the last two weeks. And uh, I hope you found some benefit to getting to know me a little bit more and where my podcast is coming from. Uh, again, of course, like my friend said, I should do this in the beginning and I didn't, but if you like this content or you think this content can help other people um, find a safe space to kind of figure out, I don't, okay, if you're lost, fine, I, let's figure it out together, okay? And that's, that's emotionally, politically, scientifically, whatever, I don't care. But if you like my stuff, and this would be a whole other topic as well, is how you actually can support online creators and YouTubers and stuff like that because I have more than 16 family members um, and, and I don't blame them. It's just, it's not something they've ever had to do before to support a family member. But um, if you enjoy the content, we know this one, like on all platforms, please. Why my beacons page is on everything I have. And you can click that and then you can click through all of my socials. Everything. What helps creators is likes on everything they do. Not speed likes, by the way. You can like literally get me banned from TikTok and Clapper. Don't just go into my stuff. Don't watch any of it and just click, 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 click. click. Don't do that. That'll get me kicked off. Okay? 
you have to watch some of the content. So if you only watch three videos, like three videos, and comment on those in, in my platforms, that's better than speed liking all my stuff. Just so you guys know. Okay? It's called shadow ban. Don't do that. But like on all platforms. Okay? Share on at least one, two, if not all platforms. Some video, whether that's my entire show, a snippet, uh, one of my posts, share. Super helpful. And heck, on most platforms, like TikTok, Instagram, and, and Clapper, if you, if you just hit share, and then you hit the copy link function, it'll, it'll show you at the top of the screen, oh, link copy. You don't have to do anything else. You don't actually have to send the link to anybody. If you want to, and you, you know somebody that, that will find it funny and get some laughter out of it, or help, or whatever, great, please do that. But share, copy link, done. That's all the algorithm needs to know. That's how it tallies shares. Okay? And then you don't actually have to send anything. If you're like, oh, that'll annoy my friends if I send it to them, then don't. Share, copy link. And then you don't have to do anything. But the algorithm sees that as a share. The more shares you get, the more your videos move up. Because it's a timeline. And it's a timeline also mixed with popularity. So the more popular somebody's video is, the longer it stays on top and is visible by more people opening the apps. Okay? And the platform. Part of it. Um, and I'm already going way over time. So... <laughs> I told you, I'll have an episode, but like, share, comment, 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 comment. Even if it's just like emojis, and then I can emoji you back. Comments and then comment back show conversation to the algorithm. That's a good thing. Comment, comment, comment. Okay? Can't comment too often on too many things, that I don't think. Anyways, and follow or subscribe. And heck. If you literally just sign up for YouTube, you hate YouTube. Please don't hate YouTube. But if you don't like YouTube or you're never on YouTube and you're a family member of mine, all you do is open YouTube on your phone, create an account with your email, go to my page, hit subscribe, and literally you can hit the bell and get no notifications whatsoever if that's really how you feel. Now, that hurts the algorithm a little, but a subscribe with no notifications is still better than nothing. If you really like my content on YouTube, you can hit subscribe, hit the bell, and then make, go up to get all notifications. Every time I post, you'll get a notification. That's really helpful. And follow my social media platforms. When you follow, my numbers go up. When my numbers go up, that's how they allow me to do live shows, uh, do sponsorships, etc., 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 etc. Again, that's going to be another episode. But like, share, comment, follow, and subscribe. Please, 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 please. All right. I've ranted enough. Uh, I'm not going to post this till Monday, so happy Monday morning to you. Have an amazing week. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, please reach out. Let me know what your thoughts are. I love you all. Um, thank you again. This has been an episode of the Moral Compass Podcast. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you soon.